What's up guys? Welcome back to the Finding Hope podcast. I am literally so excited today because I have my first guest. Wait, I didn't realize I was your first guest. Yeah, you are my first guest. <laughs> Wait, I'm so honored. <laughs> and um, this is Gabrielle. She's the best. She's one of my besties and like literally my sister out here. So I wanted to bring her on because we have some of the best fulfilling conversations I ever have when I'm talking with her and with it being Valentine's Day week. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I hope we spend it together when it comes. Yeah, no, I, I, that sounds ideal. A good Valentine's. Yeah. I wanted to bring somebody on that is all about love, loves love, and we're both in like very similar stages in our life. And we've both walked through such different paths romantically. So we'll bring you a good little mix. I am so excited to be here on this podcast. I previously have tried to be on podcasts and have failed based on not being really in touch with my like true voice but i feel as though now i have gotten to a place of you know being more authentic and like you know working on my my inner this is over sharing no share <laughs> <laughs> this is what i love i i feel like i've gotten to a place now where i could share information about myself <laughs> And no, literally, as like I was asking to be on my podcast, I was like, no pressure. Like literally now, if you want to bail at the last second, I will be more than understanding because it it's definitely weird like sharing stuff about your actual life and it personal is. experiences with somebody you don't know because like we're not seeing you guys. We're not having conversation. And it's really weird like talking about personal things and not seeing the other person's like reaction or conversation with them. So I'm so honored that you would be willing to, to do it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> okay. So to start, um, since it is around Valentine's day time, what we're going to be talking about today is mainly the five love languages. And then just also, how to navigate Valentine's Day being single and what that looks like and how to find the good moments of your singleness, not just on Valentine's Day, but all throughout your life or whatever season you're in. And also the, the benefits of like relationships and what that looks like. I'm kind of laughing over here because I feel like we're totally going to spend Valentine's Day together. I know. I think we definitely are. I mean, honestly, that's kind of like best case scenario. Best so. case scenario. If you guys need ideas for Valentine's Day, look at our stories because I guarantee we are going to be having like little painting days or journals and I don't know, maybe little fruit parfaits. We'll make it cute. All I would, things red and pink. I would love a fruit parfait. And a cheese board. Oh maybe my gosh. Good. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, if anything, you'll get ideas for Valentine's Day from this podcast. <clears throat> okay, so the love languages. I'm going to read off the different ones and then um, I can start with the one with what I am. Or would you want to start? <laughs> no, you start. You start. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know what the five love languages are, 
They are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And if you don't know what your love language is, there's, you can literally just Google like love language tests and it'll ask you a whole bunch of questions and give you results. Or, I mean, you don't, like, I, I think I've, I've definitely taken the test, but I feel like I know my love languages so well. And I will say too, your love language can change based on like, if it's a romantic love, a friendship love, or even how you receive love versus how you feel or how you give love. Oh yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's all true. But for mine personally, overall, like just in the general sense, my top two are physical touch and quality time. I don't remember which is more, but I feel like those ways I, I just feel so understood and so cared for when somebody like creates quality time and even like, okay, even in our friendship, we'll have conversations or like phone calls that'll last three hours. And that's such quality time. Like I feel so loved from it because I don't feel rushed to like get through things. Or even when I like, when I call you with like drama or something, <laughs> or I don't know, just something going on in my life. Once I talk through it, I could have taken an hour uh, just like explaining 10 details. Gabrielle, she'll be like, well, like, let's finish this. Like, is there anything else you want to say about that? And I'm like, oh, quality time, baby, quality time. I feel so loved. <laughs> but so that's definitely a big one for me. And then physical touch that I'm like, oh, I just feel so loved. And not even, I mean, yes, in a romantic sense, for sure. But just in general, like hugs, like anything like that. Like if I'm sad and somebody just like touches my arm or like brushes my hair, those things to me, I don't know why. I just, I go crazy. That's like way to my heart right there. You guys now know. You're welcome. <laughs> what about you? I'll take, I'll take it away here. Um, yeah, actually the way you were talking about quality time, funny enough, I feel like is the exact same reasons why I would like words of affirmation. I, I think that my definition of words of affirmation sounds just like a whole lot similar to your <laughs> the line of quality, quality time. time of like, oh, I love feeling heard and like, um, like validation and like feeling understood by someone is definitely like one of my top priorities is like, you know, we'll talk and I feel like I'm like, oh, I want to understand the whole situation before I give you my like two cents or like vice versa. So that's like interesting that like we have almost the same love language, but kind of define it differently. Yeah, that's so weird. I didn't even think about that. I feel like there's definitely overlap in these. Right, true. And I think like that is a version of quality time and that's a version of words of affirmation. Right. Because there's definitely different levels to it too. Like if I don't know, like I'll feel so loved just by hanging out and having someone's full attention without right. being on the phone or getting distracted versus like there's probably other ways words of affirmation really stand out to you. Well, I think the difference for me between quality time and affirmation, like why I would say words of affirmation, like is the big one for me is because I could spend a lot of time with someone and still not feel understood by them. And I think it's like the being understood by someone 
that really makes me feel like loved. Oh, for sure. And I like, I feel like that needs to be honestly its own love language is being understood because that, and both of us have talked about this a lot, but that's where we both feel the most love when we feel so understood and not just like, oh yeah, I understand what you're going through, but it's a deeper meaning of, I know you, I know your heart, I know what you have for your life. And like in that situation, I can see what is the most beneficial to you, not mm -hmm. to me or me trying to understand it. It's literally just so specific to understanding you. Do you would you say that that is its own thing, like being understood is its own thing? Because I've always put that into words of affirmation, but maybe my description of words of affirmation is a little too avant-garde. Like, maybe I've taken no, it. I don't. Well, okay. I actually love your description of words of affirmation and that correlating to being understood because in my head, I've never put those two together. But I also, I don't know. I find yours to be very beautiful because I've always kind of viewed words of affirmation. That one honestly hasn't been a big one for me because I feel like in the encouraging words I've received, it's from people that don't understand me. So it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel loved because I don't feel understood. I just feel like, you know, it's nice. They're trying to be encouraging, but, and I guess I've always viewed like words of affirmation too. Like, I don't know. Someone's like, Oh wow, you're so pretty. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that you love me. Like, you oh, know, yeah. versus like, I definitely love words of affirmation. That is a way I feel love, but it has to be in the right things. Like if you were to say like, you look pretty Kayla, that would mean like, that'd be great. I'd be like, oh, thank you so much. Versus you saying like, oh my gosh, I've seen how hard you've been working. And like, I just want to say, mm -hmm. I noticed that. And that was amazing that you're putting your full self into it. Like that, I feel love. Those words I feel mm -hmm. loved by. No, yeah, I actually, we should maybe read descriptions of what these actually are because <laughs> I um, have always thought like words of affirmation is like they're affirming you and like it's like a yeah. it's like about communication and like for me it was like the most important thing is like communicating with someone on like a deep level but I think it could maybe also literally just be like compliments so maybe we should like look yeah up. that's it because the way yeah. you're saying it honestly words would definitely be one of my love languages right. if i viewed it that way okay first one words of affirmation <laughs> the words of affirmation love language expresses love with words that build your partner up and make them feel appreciated verbal compliments don't have to be complicated the shortest and simplest praises can be the most effective examples are you make me laugh. I love your hair today. A few words can make a world of a difference in your partner has this love. If your partner has this love language, sorry, I don't know how to talk today. Um, basically compliments and I love you can go a long way. So that's not like important <laughs> to me at all. Really? Um, <laughs> that's why I'm not a big word to that for me. So anyway, my number one, um, my number one love language is touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> 
So what is what I was talking about though? What is being understood not? Well, is that just what love is? And then these are styles of showing it? I, okay, well, in my head, being understood and being loved goes hand in hand. Right. But that's not everybody. Because I feel like there, honestly, there's so many people that love one another or are in love or like family loves each other, but they're not understood by one another. So I don't think that like in everyone's mind that goes hand in hand. But I don't know. I personally like your idea of words of affirmation so much better than this. And in a way, I mean, it does say that like the words make you feel appreciated. These examples are atrocious, though. These examples suck. Like that dress looks incredible on you today. <laughs> I would just be like, great. great. That just wouldn't. Like, I mean, I appreciate it. Love the compliment, but like, it's fine. I it's would fine. I would prefer a hug over that, honestly. <laughs> like, so in that way, I think again, physical touch might be my number one. <laughs> yeah, okay, I will say though, this really surprises me that physical touch would be one of your love language. <laughs> It is surprising. Because it might not be for friends. <laughs> Friend-wise, Gabrielle's like, give me, give me my distance, give me my space. Like whenever I like, I'll feel very loved by Gabrielle when I am going through something or she's going through something, and she'll like hold my hand. I'm so honored because that's like not normal for you with friends. Friends, you're definitely not as like touchy feely. I don't know why. It just sometimes makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> No, honestly, I understand that. <laughs> I have to like, feel like I really trust someone. Yeah. I don't and know. Whereas relationally, it's just not, it's comforting. If it's like a big, strong man, I'm like, yes, we like can hold hands. Sure. Sure. But Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's almost more intimate to like hold your friend's hand because it just is like, there's nothing really like romantic about it it's like just like true friendship intimacy like you know what i mean so in no, a way completely and i honestly i'm the same way like with physical touch and even words of affirmation when it's with a friend it's a very special thing to have because there's no ulterior motive on the other end of it right or like just nothing i don't know i know it's just so genuine and there's a pureness to it totally versus like a first date it's just like surface level romance that doesn't really phase me like it, yeah. if you try to hold my hand i'm like okay I'm like, okay, it's not like I'm getting butterflies and falling in love with you because you touched my hand. That's right. That's not how it works. But then if you're, like, comforting me when I'm crying or vice versa, it's like, that's, there's intimacy there. There is. There <laughs> is. It's beautiful. Right, it is, yeah. Um, okay, the second definition is acts of service. It says, this love language focuses on specific actions that show you care and understand your partner. Cooking a meal, doing the laundry, and picking up their prescription on the way home, examples, da da da, da. <clears throat> So acts of service is basically like going out of your way to do something that you know they're gonna like. I'm like already laughing because I am so uncomfortable with um, the acts of service. For some reason, like this one's the worst one for me because if someone is to go out of their way for me, I, I literally like freeze. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I, I like can't accept it and it, I need to get, I actually, um, I'm working on myself and I'm like really trying to work on like letting guys like go the extra mile for me. Like, I don't know, like I should allow them to try to impress me. I think 
acts of service I actually love. Like when people, if they know my coffee order or something, or they drop off, like if they come and drop off a coffee at my house in the morning, that to me, I'm like, my mind is absolutely blown. So I think that's so funny that you hate that. And I don't know though, I feel like I have, I guess I've been in relationships where there's zero like acts of service in that sense, where the things they do for me, they're nice, but they're not personal to me. So I don't really feel again, known or understood versus like, I will have, I have friends or I have had people in my life that do know me so well. And so their acts of service, when I feel known and understood, they just hit on such a deeper level. And I think because I haven't had that a bunch in relationships, like romantic ones, maybe that's why I get so excited by it because it's new and it's different and I feel cared for in a way that I haven't maybe romantically. You want to know, I think, what, what the root of my fear is with acts of service? Yeah. Oh. I don't want anything to be expected of me in return. I get that. Right, because it's like, especially with men, I feel like with a friend, it's almost different because it's like, if you're close friends with someone and they do something for you, it's just sweet. But with guys these days, with dating, you like never know what the true intentions behind something is. So it's always like, I'd just rather not... I'd rather like, you not do anything. I would rather you not do anything and, ha and feel like we're on the same plane than ever feel like I owe you something. But then again, I don't think it's like a very good man with like, you know, good virtue if they're... Making you feel like you owe them something. Right, and I'm not even sure I use the word virtue correctly. But I, I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know. Oh, God. I'm so I, sorry, guys. I think it just means like... I, we should look it up. Look I, it up. It's a good word to know. It is a really good word, and I just wish I understood it. Oh, it's good. It's good. No, I used it correctly. Behavior showing high moral standards. Right. You, I don't job. think I don't think a guy would have good virtue if. Did I just stutter? I stuttered <laughs> probably five times, so it's fine. okay. Good. Um, but yeah, no, I get exactly what you mean. And actually, growing up, I remember my mom always saying. Like, be so careful if these guys are trying to buy you things or do these things. She was always like, you can let that happen, but make sure they never respect, never expect anything in return. Like, right. don't accept things if they expect something in return, because then that's just a lost cause right there and then drop it. Yeah. I, I think, <clears throat> um, I guess the only way to know is kind of, I guess, to let them do it and then it would make me respect them more if they didn't expect anything. But I guess you have to be slightly vulnerable to like allow yourself to experience it and what could happen. Perhaps I have a problem with vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave that in. I'm fine with people. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us over here. Man. Sharing our truth. I didn't know this would be such a deep talk. Honestly, I had, I like it. it it's very interesting, honestly. I, no, I find the love languages so interesting. I didn't know that I would learn about myself from this conversation, but I've already learned a lot. I'm so glad. <laughs> I hope you guys are relating. The third one is receiving gifts. And the definition for this is... Receiving gifts isn't necessarily materialistic. It just means that a meaningful or thoughtful gift makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. 
something as simple as picking up a pint of their favorite ice cream after a long week can make a huge impact. I feel like that's kind of how I viewed acts of service. I was going to say, I don't mean to be a stickler. <clears throat> sounds the exact same thing. Sounds the exact same. That just sounds like the, uh, I shouldn't say this, but it sounds like the even more shallow version of acts of service. <laughs> I will say growing up, my number one love language was gifts. Like I, if you got me something, you were my best friend. And it was so bad because it was, it was very shallow of me. Well, gifts are fun. They're so fun. And like, if you gave me clothes, if you gave something, I'd be like, wow, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's literally like acts of service retract the intimacy of knowing someone well enough to know like. What specifically to do. For right. Them. It's just fun. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I mean, a good gift, you should, you could know someone really well, but you could also get things that are just anyone would want. Oh, yeah. Like, you could get me so many things just literally off Amazon and I would be stoked, so. Yeah, because just receiving, and because it's like, okay, you thought about me. Right, right, you yeah. You thought that I would want this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a big gifts girl. I'm not anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to turn down a present. But I'm not, that's like, I'm not going to feel understood by a gift. Right. And I also want to say, I definitely understand having grown up with loving gifts. Because I feel like as a kid or like until you like, you know, almost like start wanting like romance, you're like, gifts are it. Gifts are everything. Gifts are it. Like birthdays were everything to me. You know what I mean? Everything. Before it was like, ooh, exciting to go on a date. I was like, once a year, man, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. So, Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, I feel like I'm sure there's a way deeper version of gifts when in like your adult life, but I don't really know what that would be. I don't right see now. it. I don't see it. I wish I could, and I'm sorry if your love language is. I'm gifts. judging, honestly. If your love language is gifts, I'm I judging. Think my sister's love language is gifts. Okay, well, I like her a lot. <laughs> I think she needs to rethink her. <laughs> her love language. I don't know, because actually I do know some people whose love language is gifts, and I like them a lot, but... <laughs> okay, and then quality time, we already discussed this, but the actual definition of it um, is all about undivided attention. Music to my ears! This love language, um, there's no distractions, essentially. They don't want to be included, or they don't just want to be included during this time. They want to be the center of your attention. They want your, I cannot talk today. They want their partners to look at them and only them. I definitely like being the center of attention. I know it's very shallow, but romantically, oh. and not even like romantically, but if I'm making, like if I'm making time for you and you're making time for me, I ex, like I want us to both be present with each other. Like yeah. I would never, like just sit there and do my own thing while you're here if I've made time to see you, you know? I honestly think that someone's undivided attention. This is me the whole podcast. I honestly think that someone's undivided attention is like the greatest gift I could give you. Honestly, and I also think that this is a big one for me because I, like yes, I feel loved when people give me their undivided attention, but I've noticed that I love people so much better when I'm fully present with them. Mm -hmm. And I've been like in stages in my life where just mentally I wasn't there. Like my mind was in 5 million places and 
me not being fully present with the people I was around, I felt so disconnected and I just always, I don't know, I, there was just such a level of discomfort and I never felt like at peace with myself or any environment because my attention was so divided in so many things. So I think like it's a big one for me because I know how personally it affects me when my attention is divided. I <clears throat> definitely didn't understand quality time either because <laughs> I definitely thought that it just meant you're kind of clingy and like you hang out with them a lot. I didn't realize that it was about undivided <laughs> attention. I thought it was just like you liked hanging out with them even when they're with their friends or like whatever. So a lot, a lot I've already learned. <laughs> Gabrielle's like, dang, Kayla, you're really clingy. I didn't know quality time. <laughs> no, listen, I'm clingy. So um, this is coming from a stage four clinger. Yeah, no, but honestly, okay, I will say neither one of us quality time might be one of our tops, but we are, you said it perfectly. And even when Gabrielle described it this way, my mom was blown away. But you said like, we're very breathable friends. Oh, yes. In no way are we clingy with each other or the people around us. Mm -hmm. And because I don't like I don't expect your time 24 seven. And I know like I don't realistically have that time to give you. And I think that's why quality time is so important because it is quality. Like it's not just you're there 24 seven. We're always hanging out. It's when we do come together. It's so purposeful. Yeah, I'm actually kind of currently trying to decide if I am clingy or not in my head right now. Because, okay, listen, in my previous relationships, which were like six plus years ago, like I was on the clingier side, but I was also like so much less mature that it's hard for me to know where you'd stand know where i'd stand i mean my friendships are also healthier than they were like six years ago so i feel like if i'm able to have a very breathable friendship with you it would also like be a good indicator that like i could also have a relationship that's like that but i think just because i'm not really i don't know i just haven't had any recent dating experiences <laughs> Some can tell ya. No, I feel like I don't see you being very clingy in relationships. And because I also think a lot of like where clinginess can stem from is insecurity. Yeah, that's so true. And like I know growing up when I would get upset for not being included or not this or not seeing people 24 7, it it was my issue. Like it wasn't right. theirs. Or I would have friends that were so clingy and it drove me insane. It would drive me insane I as well. I cannot do clingy. Yeah, I can't. I guess actually I, I maybe I'm not clingy I think anymore. you're not clingy. Yeah. I wouldn't view you as clingy in any way. But I think a lot of it, it just it depends on where you're at in your life and how well you know yourself. Because mm -hmm. the more I know myself, the more I've grown to love my alone time and being on my own versus yeah. I used to hate it. I always had to be around people. I think being clingy is also a part of like, um, feeling like you need to fill a void. And I think when I was in a relationship where I was clingy, it was that I wasn't, you know, filling my heart up with, um, like very important re yeah. things things that were fulfilling right yeah like, you were looking in the external since then I've found a lot of passions like that fill my heart up with joy that 
I, it's hard to explain this. No, I get, yeah. I get exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in very similar stages where like I might feel lonely or I might feel whatever because I don't have something on my own that's fulfilling me in the ways that I'm seeking. Totally. And so then what I'm looking for to fulfill that hole, I put too much expectation on mm -hmm. and I can get like where I have to have that all the time because I don't know how to fill that on my own. Right. And I think like in my past, like in my last relationship, it was before I found video editing. Like it was before I found my like passion for social media. I wasn't doing comedy. Like yeah. all of the things that I feel like I identify with that like feel like me. I like, I just didn't know myself well enough to know. It was almost like I needed to like explore myself before I knew. How to date or how to be in a relationship. I'm having a real hard time explaining <laughs> no, this No, not right at now. all. I feel like I, I can understand exactly what you're saying. Okay, good. And I think too, like, I, I get that because also I think now I'm at a way healthier place as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, as a girlfriend, anything like that. I feel like I'm at a way healthier place because I have so much of my own life. That's, yeah, that's and exactly it. We didn't it. have our own lives. And I think right. especially like in middle school and high school and college, it's so hard to have your own life because you're going to school or you're doing the same thing with a ton of people around your age. You're all in this bubble. Totally. It's not like you have, like, yeah, maybe you're better at one subject than the other. Maybe mm -hmm. you're majoring in this and somebody's majoring in that. But it's all relatively similar. And you're not even working for yourself. You're working to get a grade or a degree or something versus like where we're both at now in our lives. Right. Our focus is our career and not even if it's not a career thing, like we just have so much more that we can learn about ourselves and dedicate time to that's progressing us in a way we want to progress versus like a system telling us how to progress. Totally. I also feel like almost everyone I know was really lost in college. So it's almost like everyone around you is also like filling themselves with just like very temporary like fixes. Yeah. yeah. When it's really that you have to like really look into yourself. But I could be projecting like I think my college experience wasn't me soul searching. And I think um I think for quality time to be healthy and that like really um, powerful time with someone, you have to be good in yourself first. Yeah, no, I would 100% agree with that. And I think, I mean, I do think a lot of people have very similar, maybe not college experiences, but similar stages in life when mm -hmm. they might feel like everyone around them is lost as well or turning to very temporary fixes. It could have been also that I was so deeply lost at that point that I was also attracting also deeply lost people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Like, like, that's such a thing. Had I been probably more stable in college, I probably would have found probably people who are, you a know, more stable. a little more stable. But you know what? Here, now, here we are. Here we are, baby. But no, completely. And even, I mean, like, yes, definitely kind of what you're putting out is a lot of what you attract. But 
sometimes you kind of have to walk through that to understand yourself and to even learn that mm-hmm. because there, I don't know. And I feel like too, there's been a lot of times I like, I'm glad I didn't meet certain people until I had matured in ways. Like oh, I'm yeah. and like, mm-hmm. honestly, our friendship is like a big one. I'm yeah. thrilled that like, I didn't really know you when I was figuring things out. Divine. And I mean, I still am always figuring things out. But I know myself so much better, and I'm so grounded in who I am. Right. And that makes our friendship and any relationship I have just so much more elevated. And in all the ways I feel loved, it's so much more elevated because I know myself. I am so glad I didn't meet you in college. (laughs) (laughs) It was divine timing. I went to college online. It's not like I met anyone in college, which kind of missed the social part, but that's fine. I think a lot of people have that now because of, you know, the pandemic, the pandemic, oh, obviously, yeah. like Long I, night. I think I graduated like maybe like two, three years. No, I think it was like two years before that happened. So I just missed the online era. Okay. And last but not least, the fifth love language, physical touch, which we also touched on, but I'll read you guys the real definition, not just my version. Um, it can be confused for purely being sexual. Not, it's not. (laughs) But in fact, it is more about intimacy. To people with this love language, nothing is more impactful than the physical touch of their partner. They aren't necessarily into over-the-top PDA, but they feel more connected and safe in a relationship by holding hands, kissing, etc. Um, they want to feel you close by, not just emotionally, but physically. All of the words and gifts in this world wouldn't change that. I don't like kissing. <laughs> that's so funny. That's the only thing I like. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I love cuddling and I love kissing. And after that, other than that, I'm like, nah. Like, him on, and my hands get really clammy. And like, I don't know. I, I don't really like anything else. I fully dated a guy once for like a full year. And then he was like, we've only made out like once. <laughs> He was like, I was like, really? And he was like, I thought you knew. And I was like, no, I just never thought about it. I love how at the, you, beforehand you go, I think my is the physical touch is my love language. And that's why I said I'm surprised, you guys. Because in no way does she like this. Well, I just feel like germs are a thing. I have to be really really attracted to someone to have it be worth it to do a germs exchange even like with beverages to do a germs exchange it's not worth it well i like holding hands if they're clean (laughs) (laughs) if i know that he's washed his hands yeah no i love physical touch i mean this obviously is more of a romantic sense but in general like i said physical touch like and same with you like it's huge for us because it's very, it's very pure in my head and very intimate in a way that there isn't an expectation for more on the other side. I do like hugs. I love hugs. With certain people. At certain times, <laughs> if I'm in the right mood and you just shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's good. No, that's a plus. Definitely a plus. <laughs> good things. Yeah, no, I feel very comforted by like a hug. Yeah. Um, okay, so now that we've read through these, to close, would you like to change yours? Should I change mine? What do we feel like? Can I look at a list of them again? Yeah, yeah. What's the, um, I need to see them all together. So, recap, 
the love language are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Okay, I'll go first this okay. time. Um, my new love language is quality time. Because I would love someone's undivided attention. And I think I would love that from anyone. Like, yeah. even if... Actually, that could get annoying. But I think, like, if it was, if it was, if it was breathable, I would accept um, undivided attention from most anybody. Versus any of all of these, I would maybe be uncomfortable by. That's true. Just depending. <clears throat> do you have a second one, or do you think that's kind of an overall scope you would choose quality time? I secondly, surprisingly, do enjoy physical touch at particular moments as well. Um, I really would love um, a handhold, a, a tasteful handhold. A tasteful handhold. Yes. That's like maybe, thing. you know, we're in Boston and there's leaves and it's cold out. We're keeping each other's hands warm. That's precious. Thanks. Makes my heart melt. Yeah. Yeah, I would say mine are the same. Mine are the same to start. Physical touch and quality time. <gasps> which is interesting because now we have the same love languages. That's why we're besties. Yeah. Well, it was funny because originally we were saying the same thing, but I think, wait, was yours originally quality Those were time? mine originally. Oh. But you felt loved in the same way. You just thought it was in a different. Right. Because I remember being like, wait, that that's sounds. That's exactly how I feel. Loved. That's what I would yeah. describe. I knew we were at worst. I feel like you're an so extension. Insane. I feel like you're an extension of myself. I do too. I've been meaning to tell you that for a while. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I well, feel I like just, I feel like you could answer questions for me. Yeah, I feel like we have, we have this, like, connection going on. Yeah, we really do. We're one and the same. So hopefully you guys have a better understanding of what the different love languages are. And the reason I think they are so important to know is, like, learning yours just now. I can love you in a better way based on the way I know she's going to feel loved. I'll say I don't think you could love me better. <laughs> so sweet. So sweet, but no, like I think there really is a benefit to communicating how you feel loved and knowing how other people feel loved because in the ways that I would love somebody who their love language is acts of service or words of affirmation, if I'm trying to love them with physical touch and quality time, there's such a disconnect and they're not going to feel the love that I'm trying to give and vice versa. So I just think overall it's so important because to again, the whole being understood and coming back to that when you can understand the ways that somebody will receive your love in the best, purest way, then you have the opportunity to step into that and try to deliver it in that way for them. Yeah, totally. I remember we actually, we had a friend who, um, <clears throat> they really liked acts of service. So to show that I cared about them, I did acts of service for them, like would go get them things or whatever. Oh yeah. But that's like not. That's not normal for you. Right, exactly. So it is helpful to know these things. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they're like, um, with some of my friends, I know theirs is words of affirmation. And so I'll take like a lot of time dedicating like, okay, let me really think about the qualities I admire about them or encouraging them in the things they're doing instead of just like maybe giving them a hug, like, cause I know that's going to affect them way more. So hopefully this provided you guys with some knowledge some skills, some entertainment and just a better understanding of how to love others and how to love yourself this Valentine's day. 
Um, let us know how you're celebrating and tag us. I would love to see what you guys are up to, what you're doing. We'll probably make like chocolate covered strawberries and I'm gonna go all out because I love love. Like, oh, and this was, sorry, last point. Being single on Valentine's Day, the amazing things about it are one, I feel like when I've been with somebody, there's always like this anticipation for this magical Valentine's Day. So true. And when those expectations aren't met, it's pretty disappointing. And so like the beauty of it, cause I've experienced both, like being with people, then just being single on Valentine's Day. And I honestly have the most fun by myself because I'm not thinking of what somebody else might do or might not do, or even like there's been times where you're in a talking stage or it's kind of weird around Valentine's Day. And I would just encourage you, my sisters did this last year and I think all of us were going through breakups or something around that time. And we were all like kind of worried about Valentine's Day because it just is such a reminder that you're not with that person anymore or, you know, all the emotions that that day can bring. And something that was so helpful for me is weeks before I had planned the whole day to like do a million things I loved. Like I knew exactly what coffee shop I was going to go to in the morning. I had planned to see certain friends. I had planned to go on a hike. I was going to do this workout. I like, I had the whole day like plan to just like celebrate myself and like where God was leading me in my relationship journey and with like the love in my, the loves that I had in my life at that time, like with my family and with my friends and just being so thankful for that and taking the day as like a self-care day, a reflection day, a celebratory, like you got this, you are you know, you're where you're at for a reason. And there is so much blessing that can come into your life when your focus is on improving yourself and it's not worrying about another person. Those were nice words. Thank you so much. Is there anything else before we close? Um, I, I think the singleness is an exciting thing to celebrate. And I, um, I think I only understand these love language things about myself now, having had a lot more time to like learn about myself when I was single. And secondly, I am really excited to hang out with you on Valentine's Day. And I feel like in my next relationship, I hope that it mirrors like that vibe of like, maybe I'm not so excited for it to be like so extravagant because I know exactly what you mean where I get like so much anticipation, but like maybe, I don't know, maybe it could be cool if I was just like, hey, I'm gonna see. If I see you, that's all I care about. Yeah, I'm gonna see Dylan that day. Dylan doesn't exist, but. But yeah, no, that's like exactly what I mean. And yeah. I think, and I think the reason why there's been like this expectation is again, like the people I, that I had been with, I didn't really feel very understood by. Like I kind of always felt like I had to defend myself. Yeah. Or just like, I just didn't feel like they knew my heart in right. the ways that other people in my life did. I have never dated someone who I have felt understood by. Let me just no. start by saying <laughs> that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to that day. But- um, 2023, baby. But- but no, like, I think that's why I would put expectations because like, and that was very selfish of me because I should have really just been 
very like, yes, I had communicated I didn't feel understood, but that needed to be talked about a lot more because I think selfishly, like I expected more because my needs for being understood weren't met. And so then that would leave me like being disappointed in other ways as well, because it was rooted in just a misunderstanding of my heart and who I am. So I think like that's huge too. If you are currently in that sort of a situation, like being realistic with yourself and like having that conversation with that person and whether it's a friend, whether it's family members, whether it is like a boyfriend, but being able to actually think like, you know, am I putting unrealistic expectations on this person because some other area in my life isn't being met and like the needs that I have in ways I want to feel loved aren't exactly playing out to make me feel understood. Well, if this Valentine's Day really stinks for you in the relationship you're currently in, at least you will learn from that current relationship what you don't want. So in that way, all your time is spent well. So yeah, never a bad moment. Right. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining. We hope you have the best day. I hope it's covered in pink and sparkles like mine is going to be. Ours. Ours. (laughs) and we will talk to you later. Bye.